Welcome to C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time. You know what I Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm up a lot of you. feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. another episode of the Brett Allen Show, and today we are chatting with the amazingly talented Ayelet Zura about Moonhaven, which I have to say, I mean, there's a lot of content out there to watch today, but this is truly one of the most fascinating and exciting shows on television. Thank you for your time today. So happy to hear that. (laughs) There is immense amount of content happening. I don't know what is happening, but there's a lot going on going on out there and I'm so happy that you saw the show and you liked it. Yeah, it's just very beautiful, uh very well done cinematography, musically it's just gorgeous. I love these types of shows because this is something that truly could be a movie like you could see it in an actual theater, which would be great. So we'll put that out there. Um <laughs> yes. You know, I'll take a second season and a third season. Forget the movies. I'll just, I'll enjoy second season. If you have one, that would be amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Stop working on it. We enjoyed every minute, really. Yeah. So let's talk about this because this is a great series. How did this project come about for you? I mean, obviously it came, I guess the better question would be what interested you in it and made you decide that this is something that you wanted to Uh, immerse yourself in and be a part of? For me, what I liked was the way in which he used the genre to mess with us. We think it's a certain genre, but then there there are aspects of philosophy in it and humor. There's a detective story in there and also really interesting um, relationship between human beings. It's very human. Um, And I dig the language. I mean, I'm one of these people who were like, more language, more strange language. I, I loved it. I thought the the poetic aspect of it makes it like a, like a visceral, um, rather than a specific fee- feedback of what we're saying. So if someone is saying, I don't know, pump fluff, it means more than just uh, nonsense or pretending to be someone you're not or pump fluff is so much into it. You know, it's a... Uh, 
almost like a, a tad of Shakespeare in it. There's poetry. I just love it. Yeah, that's another thing, too, um, that I really like about these types of shows, uh, genre bending, sort of just kind of taking you into a world that you think this could exist. It would be great if it did. A great okay. escape. But I love the language aspect of it. That's one of the things that I found fascinating, say, about the Lord of the Rings films or any of these other types of science fiction. I mean, I hate to label it, but you just for the point of creating words and languages that don't exist and really could be something real. You know what I mean? Klingon. I don't know <laughs> for yeah, the Star yeah. Trek nerds out there. So, um, you know, and people go around and speak those languages. I was at a Comic-Con recently and there was a whole group of people speaking Klingon and all these elfish. It's just very fascinating. What again, this world that has been created, I mean, from your perspective, what what has the response been like? How has it been for you just receiving such great praise and and compliments for such a great project? Well, I I it was done with so much love and attention. I can't even start, begin to describe um how how um meticulous the work on this was. Um and it starts with the rehearsals that we had, we were lucky because in some crazy way, COVID became our silver lining because we were sent to Ireland uh, a month ahead of filming, which is usually very unique. So we had a lot of time because of quarantine and, you know, that that's that aspect of the work through, you know, the uh, pandemic. So we we had a month to work on just the first two episodes in terms of uh, thinking about it and seeing the sets and seeing the evolutions uh, uh, of the creation, creation, the creating the sets. And then obviously um, me particularly, um, I had the time to work on my role and who Mighty is and her physical aspect of how she's walking the earth. Well, not the earth, actually, the moon. <laughs> yeah. Such an earth thing to say. She walks the moon. Um, and um, how she speaks, she has a different type of speaking, to, vibration, the whole thing. And also um, meeting everyone and working with the actors and really discovering the show. I completely forgot what your question was. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. And seeing the greenery and the show <laughs> and the gadgets and the tables and the hair and the wigs. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, no, I forgot the question too because I was enamored by your answer because it's so fascinating. Um, that's okay. I mean, I think that's one of the beauties of being a storyteller or being an actor is you get to create these worlds that are so different and so unique from what people might be used to. Um, and I urge our listeners and viewers that if you haven't given this an opportunity or given it a chance, I recommend it because it's just one of those shows that I really do hope you get second, third, fourth, fifth season uh, because, um, but that's the business. Sometimes you just don't know. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think the fan response, just reading online and just seeing what people have to say are fascinated with it because again, there's just going back to what I said at the beginning, there's so much content out there to choose from and it's, it's really hard to decide, but when you find a show like this and you can watch it and stream it 
and, and kind of come to it whenever you can. I think that's great. That's, I think one of the benefits of it not being a film is you have a lot of time and a lot of space to tell your story. Um, exactly. That's, that's, I think the, um, that's, that's the one thing I like about TV and a show you have a while to immerse in the story and really dig into all these characters and so much to tell. There's so much. I mean, I know what the history, like I said, I saw the map of the history, what happened a hundred years before we meet on moon and how IO created a world and destroyed the world and the people in it. And it really is affecting the story we later on learn. And, and so, and you know, how, this is going to affect the the earth later on and and where moon is going from here there's so much in it and the language of course that is so special and different from anything else that's out there you know but you do have to cut through the mass so thank you for helping us do that you know yeah absolutely well looking at your filmography you've been a part of some very including this iconic projects um a lot in the sci-fi world, um, a, a lot of things. Uh, we're talking uh, the Halos and the Man of Steels and kind of just going down the list. What what was it that interested you or fascinated you in becoming an actor or becoming a storyteller? Like, was it a young age? Did you have family that encouraged it? I always like to hear this because it's such a different world than what most people are familiar. You know, I, I was a... I loved movies and I watched a lot of TVs in, 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 in when I grew up. But I think really what, in hindsight, what really affected my interest in storytelling was the fact that, um, so my mom is European and I wasn't a great eater. So she would shove me in, in, in front of a radio shelf that was going on between two to four and make oh, wow. me eat my lunch because I was not <laughs> an eater. And um, still, still not, not a big eater. So um, I would sit there and listen to radio uh, skits and shows uh, from uh, Sherlock Holmes to anything really. And wow. they've done an amazing job creating a world out of it. And I think it became like my companion, my friend, because okay. I had two older sisters, but they were out of the house by the time that I was stuck in front of the radio and having to eat. And thank God I had a dog because they eventually ate the whole thing. But um, so I think that really affected the mindset that I have for storytelling somehow. But later on, I, um, when I, I sort of had a career in Israel um, on TV uh, early 20s and then I decided that I really wanted to study more acting and I moved to New York and I lived in New York for like three and a half years um, and I studied there and I saw a lot of theater and that really affected me as well um, and affected my um, search for characters that are, that are really deep somehow regardless of genre you know and, mm-hmm. and I um, and I sort of um, found myself jumping from Israel to the state to from theater to TV, from TV to films and just doing all of it and realized that um, storytelling is really what I love. And now in, my, in, in this, this stage of my life, I'm really creating more than even acting sometimes. My, my life is divided between writing and, and acting. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, again, I find that very 
fascinating and very well said because you've just had a broad level of experience in the different projects that you've been a part of. Is there one particular genre that you're drawn to more than another, or you just enjoy being able to act and and create worlds regardless, whether even looking at Daredevil or any of these other projects that you've massive, massive conglomerates that you've been a part of? I think it doesn't really matter what the genre is. It really always comes down to character. If the character is deep enough for you either to deepen it in your backstory or whatever you you invent for the person, or the writing is already there, or whether you have like an amazing actor you worked with, like in the case of... um, uh, Daredevil, Vince D'Onofrio, who I love. So, you know, um, it all comes down to one thing. It's character. And if the yeah. character is great and you're working against another character that's well-developed and great, then it doesn't really matter what the genre is. You have to... It's interesting. It's like the once... It's like a package you get and you unwrap it. And the package could be one thing, but the inside will always be the same. Wow. So that's, that's what it is for me. You have to it. unwrap it, understand what this is. So you serve the outer layer, how it looks, you know, the way you talk, the way you present yourself, but then the inside has to be so human because that's what we connect to. Yeah. I think that's kind of what works in Moonhaven too, because even though it's a moon and these people speak in a different crazy weird language and they're a little, some people say to me, they're woke and all kinds of other things. <laughs> okay. saying. I don't think so. Um, I think it's just a culture and right. we try to compartmentalize it and uh, um, and to say, oh, that's what they are. Or this is this, but they're not really that or that. Right. The, the inside of them is very familiar, and that's what we respond to. Yeah, I. That's again, that's the problem when you go onto these blogs and websites and start reading what people have to say. I think the reason that people say those things, just from my perspective as a journalist, is I think we're looking, as you say, compartmentalization. You said it much better than me. That word, I can never say it. No, well, yeah, that's, but it's really, we're just trying to make it familiar and sort of like put our hands in the pocket of whatever we want it to be. A um, couple last questions here. Um, if you could go back and revisit a character that you've played out of your body of work, is there one particular one? Um I'm not leading the witness here about the new Daredevil Reborn, but if that's one of the characters um, and you know something, but you can't say, I mean, you no, know. I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was just messing around. but Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, if they call me and say, come to do Dev- De- Devil, Daredevil, I'm sure I'll jump and say yes, because I loved uh, working with, with Vince. And I think the character of Vanessa is a really incredible uh, character to dive into. Yeah, very, you know, very complex. Yeah. <laughs> but is there anyone, all seriousness, that you could go back and revisit, or are you just kind of like to put that skin on and then sort of move on to the next thing and create something new and different? If I really honestly have to answer that question, I don't have one. That's okay. That feels like needs to be revisited. Aside from Vanessa, who can like go on forever and become Moonhaven season yeah, Uh, Moonhaven two, three, four seasons. Moonhaven is right now my my uh, um, 
my love. I feel like there's so much more to tell. Right. And I think we just saw the tip of the iceberg. And I love working with the actors on this show. There were each one is a blessing. And and Peter, I think Peter is a, is someone who I, I said to him to his face, if you, you ever call on there, because I, I loved the way you think, the way you create, you know, his point of view as a writer on human nature, humankind. I just like it. So for me, that's my hope. I love it. Well, Ayelet, this is great. I want people to watch this. Um, this has been a fun conversation. Again, if you haven't seen this, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for people to click because uh, it's available to stream and watch now um, and all the other great projects. Uh, thank you for your time and your graciousness today. I appreciate it. Thank you. thank you very much for your lovely questions. And I appreciate that. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.